0: Everyone. Welcome to another Sunday in our journey through COVID. And I want to remind you that we are on a journey through it. We're not setting up camp here. We're not staying here. We can't stay here. We are following the call of God through a specific season. And in this season, God is doing something good. A lot going on that I don't like, but that's really not what this is about. It's about God. It's about His glory, His work, His majesty. And, and so, so today I just want to say thank you so much for being here. Uh, I want to challenge you to open your heart and, uh, and not just, you know, listen, but really hear with your heart. And I want to challenge you to engage on whatever platform you're, you're watching on and, uh, and let us know you're here. Um, you know, feel free to, to comment in, in the section, ask questions, feel free to, to offer a prayer or to let us know where you are. Because God is doing something in this season. And I will say this, that he is reforming the church. And that the church of 2022 cannot, must not be like the church of 2019. Because if we are the same, then we've just wasted a lot of time and we've just missed the call of God on our lives. You know, in this COVID season, as we have to mask up and distance, and there's so much we're not in control of, it is tempting to think that we're helpless in life. And out of feelings of helplessness often grow feelings of hopelessness. But the truth is, we're not helpless because we're not hopeless. Jesus Christ is the hope of the world. Jesus Christ is the son of God sent into the world to be the word of God calling us out of our brokenness, out of our darkness, out of our out of our down and defeated into his glorious light. So I just want to say this morning, the call of God is on your life. And you can hear it if you're listening. Sometimes you got to be quiet. In fact, Most of the time, you really got to be quiet and you got to listen and you got to, you got to kind of move away from the other distractions. But if you want to hear it, you will. You see, the Church of the Living God has never been a building. It has always been the body of Christ. And if you'll notice something about the body of Christ, you'll notice that it was very active. It wasn't paralyzed and passive. And what the church was, the church is to be. And what Christ was in his body, we are called to be as his body. So one of the things that I believe God is calling us to is to leave behind defeated and broken, overwhelmed and passive. And if your idea of a follower of Christ is to think that you can know things without being something, I want to suggest you got the wrong idea about what it means to be a follower of Christ. And I want to suggest to you, you're probably bored by your idea. And if you listen to God's idea, I think that you're going to be um, at the the point of a a new beginning and, and a really exciting adventure in following Jesus. If we believe and receive Jesus, then we've been helped eternally. Unstoppably and joyfully helped and and helped people help people save people serve people. God speaks. The question is, are we listening? That's that's the real issue behind everything else. And the the question for those of us who are hearing today is, are we listening? You see, it's your call. It's your call that's the centerpiece of your life. It's your call that is the key to your next step. It's your call that that is the key to you overcoming. Um, your past and and the present. It's your call that is the key to your future. Will you answer your call? I want to emphasize again, uh, because you're going to be hearing this for for, for, forever, really, that that as you heard last week, your call to life-changing salvation and a world-changing service And note how activists both are. It's a continual process of our lives being changed by the indwelling of Christ. And then then the Christ who dwells inside of us leads us out into the broken world to, to be his love. To be saved is to be sent. And so here's what I want to share with you today, that when we let God work in us, we go to work for him. That's just it. When we let God work inside of us deeply and eternally and and you know irrevocably, when we let Him work in us, we we go to work for Him, and and that's what I want you to do today, is to let Him work and then go to work. And it's kind of funny because it's a little passive in the sense that you got to let Him work, but but when you say yes, when you begin to answer your call to to life changing salvation. In, a, in this passive way of letting God come inside of you in Christ and forgive you and heal you and, and illuminate your darkness and begin to revision your life, when you let him do that in you, then something incredibly active takes place. And, and God begins to do something in you that is that is anything but passive. And, 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 and the activist God then becomes active through you and he sends you out to be the change and the help in the world. be saved and serve. You see, Matthew 4:19 uh, kind of simplifies what the call of God is all about. Jesus said, "Come and follow me, right? I mean, there's the call. You don't have to be a, um, you know, a theologian who's struggling with, with uh, you know, how many angels can sit on the head of a pen. You just have to hear the simple words of Jesus and be willing to wrestle with him. Come and follow me. There's the call on your life. It is on your life. Jesus is saying to you in 2020, I want you, fill in the blank with your name, to come and follow me. And I'm going to send you out for people. Let him work in you and go to work for him. That's your call. That sums up everything. Most of the time we're unwilling to, to believe, to be loved, and then to be the love of God in the world. But when we let God work in us and when we receive his work of love inside of us, God begins to, in an activist way, do a work of love through us for the rest of our lives. Let him work and then go to work. In Mark chapter 4, verses 1 through 12, Jesus tells the parable of scattering seeds. And and this parable is um, a meaning of making the unknown familiar through what is known. And, and so in an agricultural society, Jesus talks about sowing seeds. And he, and he says, you, farmers sow seeds on different types of soils, and only one of the four soils receives the seeds and lets it grow. And then at the end of it, Jesus says this. He says, may there be ever seeing but never perceiving And ever hearing, but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. And what Jesus is saying about the call of God on your life is through sarcasm, is that we're always hearing religious stuff and and religious words, but we're never really responding in an activist way to those words. We're never really receiving the seed and letting it do what it was meant to do, grow in our lives to be saved, and to be serving. Wherever faith lets God work, faith lets God send. That's, that's the, 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 the way of God. Now, you've got to get this, right? You're, if you want to understand the Bible, if you have any desire to understand the word of God, you need to understand how God works in. The incarnation, the whole incarnation is God, the miracle of God becoming flesh. The very you know, person of God became a human being, this, this miracle of how the divine can indwell the, the very human, that's the way of God. And the way of God to work in and through, you got to understand that. And, and it's infinitely deep and surprisingly simple to, to grasp. I love, you know, the way that God surprises the stutterer Moses as he calls him to be his spokesman for, you know, for the salvation of the Jews. Think about it. You know, as you offer God your various excuses, why you can't do this and you can't do that, think about Moses, who can't speak. What's the job God gives him? To be his spokesperson. And here's what God says. And the pattern of how God worked in the scriptures from this point is the pattern of how God is going to work in your life today. So listen carefully and understand. The people of God are in Egypt, enslaved, and life is just bad. It is it is the incarnation of hell. It is the shadow and the shade of hell on earth. No freedom and in chains. And here's what God says in, in Exodus uh, chapter three, verse eight. He he simply speaks first person saying this. Uh, well, let me start with verse seven. So I have indeed um, seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. So notice the first person, how active God is. And I am concerned about their suffering. All right, got that? All the eyes, there's the activity of God. So verse eight. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land of slavery into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So you got the pattern? God cares. He sees. He knows. He's active. So now God is going to come down and save. But I want you to notice how the incarnation comes into play. This whole Interaction with Moses that began with a burning bush culminates in verse 10. So now go, Moses, I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. <laughs> this is stunning. It's, it's humorous. It's hilarious. It is wonderful. It is amazing. It is, it is humbling. It is glory. It is awe-inspiring. It is it is astonishing, and it is the picture of God's call on every one of our lives. That Jesus Christ, who is the Savior of the world and has done the work of saving, would now come into the lives of everyone who would listen to their call and let him in. But if you let him in, he's gonna work his way out. And as he was sent from God, he's gonna send you from God. So that's exactly what he says in John 20, 21, as the father has sent me in the exact same way I'm sending you out of the world. Now I want you to, to, to picture the pre-2020 you know, church. Most churches in America are declining and dying. Um, Southern Baptists, for instance, are, are baptizing less people today than we were in 1962. Uh, when the population has grown by tens of millions. So there is this snowball of ineffectiveness and of powerlessness and weakness um, in the church today. And that's just true across just about every denomination in the West. And that's the way things are. But how are things meant to be? Well, the way things were meant to be was that God, would radically save an individual and then call them out to radical service. So that the one Christ who came once and died for sins 2,000 years ago would be multiplied hundreds and millions and tens of millions and hundreds of millions of times over by by God indwelling them in in the power of the spirit, We we would have Christ alive all over the earth actively uh, serving actively loving actively revealing the love of the father through through a surrendered life in the power of the spirit so so instead of this picture of a paralyzed church doing nothing in the world picture of the church on mission picture the church alive picture the church where where the community gathered is no passive bunch of namby-pamby, you know, do-nothing religious people, but every true believer has heard their call and and they are being saved and they are being sent into the world to be the light and life and the truth of Jesus Christ. And and everywhere around the world, Monday uh, through Sunday, people are served and they can see the Savior in the lives of, of every believer. Wherever faith lets God work, faith goes to work. God saves to send. You were called to life-changing salvation, and if your life has not been changed, it's because you haven't let Jesus in to save you. And if your life is not being changed, it may be because you're not letting Jesus do the saving work that he wants to do. You're not letting him love you to the depths of, of who he is. Let Christ in and then go out in Christ. That's the plan. And it's kind of summed up in Ephesians chapter two, verses one through 10. Let me just kind of start with a verse I'm gonna end with in verse 10 of Ephesians. We are God's handiwork, his poema, his masterpiece, his, his highest creation created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Do you hear the activist call? To do good works, which God prepared in advance for each one of us to do. So in this COVID season, where the church is being reshaped and pressured, where it's being reformed and, and pushed way out of its comfort zone, the, the, the call of God is that, that people would hear their call and let God work inside of them. And let, let the salvation of Christ inside and, and being well loved and, and the, the journey of, of life change started. They would be love and would love well in the world. And every single believer would go out into this world and hearing their call day by day would follow Jesus to serve people, to be his love in practical ways in all of the, the, you know, the the hardness of life and all of the the inconveniences of life and all of the, you know, the the things that don't look like opportunities at all. In every single moment, there there is the opportunity for Christ to be revealed in us. And in some form or fashion, you were called to change the world. Every life is a world, and every time you love someone well, every time you notice them, every time you speak gracefully to them, every time you honor someone above yourselves, every time you notice somebody, and I don't just mean in a passing way, you notice them, you pay attention to their pain, you pray for them, you speak to them, you meet a need every time that you step towards someone in in hopeful grace, The will of God is being done. And change from eternity is happening in time. Ephesians chapter 2 kind of really sums up this, this reality that, We are, every one of us, called divinely and unmistakably from heaven to life-changing salvation and world-changing service. This is the the inspiring call of God. This is the call of God that changes everything, that rearranges priorities, that that resets us um, from self-centered living to to a grander story that is inspired and joyful and, and overcoming, not instantly perfect, but day by day, A transformation that not only changes us, but changes the world around us. In verse uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 1, the scripture says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. The truth is, verses 1-4 through are saying that we need salvation, the activist work of God, because we're lost without it. And I just want to say that a part of the problem in your life may be that you're not saved, that you're not born again, that you have not let Jesus Christ into your life and you have not let yourself be loved and forgiven in the name of Jesus. Verses five goes on to say that that our activist God, just like he did in Exodus chapter three, God went to work to save us in love. And verse five says this, but But because of his great love, verse 4, actually, because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ even when we were dead in transgressions and sin. I love what this verse says. It is by grace you have been saved, it's by the work of God, the activist heart of God, to do what we could not do for ourselves. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. His work is glory. His call is his glory in your life. If you're in a lightless place, if you're in a dark place, a hopeless place, if you are in a hurting place, if you are in any kind of a place that that isn't where God wants you to be. You need to hear the call of God because his call is a lifting call. Listen to what the scripture says. It, it lifts us from, from where we are and, and seats us with him in the, in the heavenly realms with Christ Jesus. It, it lifts hopeless lives from the experiences of hell on earth to the heights of heaven. And verse eight nine tells us what the work of salvation is. It, it says this, that, For it is by grace you've been saved through faith. It's not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not not by our works, so that no one could boast. And so there's this wonderful and strange interaction between the passive and the active. God acts, and we let him act in us when we receive Christ by faith. We let ourselves be saved. We let ourselves be loved. We let ourselves be called. We willingly answer the call of God and then Our response to the activity of God makes us active for God. And we who are loved become loved. And we who are saved, we become servants. And so he goes to work in those who let him. Salvation is the gift of God's glory. It's not the work of our pride. And I want to remind you in this COVID season that there is a God who saves. That he has come to earth to save beautifully and to save well. And he came to earth to save you. Are you saved? Have you let yourself be loved and forgiven in in the power and the name and the glory of Jesus Christ? Have you followed him with believers' baptism to begin your active life in the footsteps of Jesus, sent to serve? For we are God's handiwork. Make it personal. Uh, You can say this, it may feel funny and it may sound kind of odd to you, but you can can truly say this and and I think be theologically perfectly accurate. I am the work of God. I am not a mistake. I look how I am supposed to look. I am gifted with what I'm supposed to be gifted with. I have the high and noble purpose of God uh, built into my life. I have the call of God on my life. I am not the sum of my sins. I am who God says I am. I am forgiven in Christ. I am made free by his blood. My chains are gone. My light has has come. The darkness has passed. Um, I am free and empowered by God to to be the the, the radical difference in the world around me. I am am not a part of, of a helpless, broken down world. I am in Christ the answer to the broken. I am the work of God. Remember whose idea you are. You are the vision of Christ. We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Here's the problem. The church of the living God either is not answering its call to salvation or it's rejecting its call to service But I want to say that that if you are um, answering your call to life-changing salvation, then you will answer your call to world-changing service. Those two things go together like life and breath, like hope and love. You don't have to create a a serving plan, you know. Uh, The truth is that you have to listen to your call from eternity past. All the work that God has done Uh, in you is tied to the work that he's prepared to do through you. And all you and I have to do is to listen to the call of salvation, to be loved and to be forgiven, to be lifted into the heavenly realms with Christ Jesus, to be the glory of God. And when we let ourselves be loved and lifted, then we let ourselves be sent. When we let God work in us, we let God work through us. We go to work for God. So here's what I'm calling you to do today. Go to work for God, but only after you've let him go to work in you. Open your heart in faith today. Invite Jesus Christ in by faith. Just pray, dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. Give me the free gift of salvation. Forgive me of my sin. I commit my life to you that I might do the works that you've prepared beforehand for me to do from eternity past. And with a prayer that simple in faith, you are saved and you begin your life of service. So there you have the two calls of God. The first one to life-changing salvation. The second to world-changing service. It's really pretty simple. Let him work in you and then let him work through you. I'm telling you that when you and I begin to believe the gospel in this whole life kind of way, there is going to be a revival. The church will be reformed. Uh, we will thrive through the COVID season because there is going to be an explosion of the work and the power of God as as us ordinary people rise up and we receive the love and the hope and the glory of God in us. And he does his beautiful work uh, of saving in us. And then we who are his masterpiece... <laughs> We become the master's work in a broken world. And the serving that we do leads to the saving that he does. I'm begging you to answer your call. And I'm telling you that your call matters. It is significant that other people's eternal destinies depend upon you answering not only your call to salvation, but your call to world-changing service. Will you answer your call?